My, my, my. Come on, how many of you believe that the best is yet to come? Now, I know some of you are already thinking it can't get any worse. Well, actually, it could be worse. Be grateful to God that it is not worse, but I think we have to learn how to look forward in anticipation. We have to learn how to look forward through the lens of faith and believe that the best is yet to come. Now, one of the things I want to remind you of tonight is that you seeing the best in your future is really not upon God changing. It's not based upon God changing. You seeing the best in your future is really based upon you changing. You doing something different in this coming year than you've done in this past year, or for some of you, than you've ever done in your life. And for some of you who have made some changes, here's what I've learned. Momentary changes don't create movements in your life. Momentary changes create moments of success, but it doesn't transform your life into a movement, something that does not change but continues to evolve and continue to grow. Come on, let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time tonight. I'm already preaching. Come on, let's thank God. Father, we thank you and we bless you for this day. We pray now, God, that everything that we do and say will be pleasing in your sight and will bring, bring glory and honor to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My brothers and sisters, we are living in a world that is riddled and ravaged by fear. Uh, fear has taken over much of our uh, mind's occupation. Much of the space in our spirits has been preoccupied by fear. When, when we talk about fear, we, we have known of extreme fears that we have seen in other people, but, but it's been amazing over this last year, and maybe I'm just talking to myself, I can sense an internalizing of fear like never before. Uh, there are over 530 designated extreme fears in the world today. They're called phobias. Uh, some of those phobias you are familiar with even if you haven't experienced them yourselves. For example, uh, you probably have heard of claustrophobia. Uh, claustrophobia is, is a fear of being in a confined or restricted space. Claustrophobia. Uh, maybe you've heard of arachnophobia. Arachnophobia. It's a fear of spiders. Uh, for some of you, you have experienced uh, ergophobia, uh, ergophobia. That, that's what my grandmother meant when she said, boy, you act like you're scared of work, right? Ergophobia, that's literally a fear of work. Uh, some of you have experienced and, and feel glossophobia. Uh, glossophobia is a fear of public speaking. It is said to be the number one fear across the world. Um, there, there are two uh, fears that have become more prevalent over this past year. One is nosophobia, N-O-S-O-P-H-O-B-I-A, uh, nosophobia. Nosophobia is a fear of developing a disease, not any particular disease, just a fear of getting sick. And then there is thanatophobia. 
Thanatophobia. T-H-A-N-A-T-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. Thanatophobia is a fear or anxiety about your own death. And there are many of you, I'm knocking on your door right now because uh, all of these fears in one way or another or maybe one more than the others has been knocking on your door over this past year. And as we come into the close of 2020 and we prepare to go into 2021, there are some things that I want to leave behind in 2020. Uh, There are some things that I don't want to take with me, and and I have to tell you, uh, fear is one of the things that I don't want to take with me, especially neophobia. Now, I know what some of you are thinking, neophobia. What is neophobia? It is an extreme fear and anxiety around something new, around something new, whether it is a new place or a new person, or a new thing. Maybe it's, it's, it's embracing uh, new attitudes or new actions. Uh, th- there's a fear that many people have over something new. But my brothers and sisters, here's what I want you to know today. You cannot get where God wants you to be if you're not willing to embrace the new. And so tonight, for a few moments, I, I want to talk to you from the thought a new direction for a new year. A new direction for a new year. Uh, you can download our outline via our app or on our website. Go to goodhope.org or download the app and you can get a copy of the outline for this message. Uh, if you have your Bibles, open up your Bible to Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3 a new direction for a new year. What what can you do to make sure next year is a new year and is a better year than this past year? The children of Israel have been for 40 years in the wilderness, meandering and wandering in disobedience. Uh, God gave them an opportunity And the generation that had responsibility to take the children of Israel into the promised land all died in the wilderness because they questioned and doubted the promises of God. With the exception of Caleb and Joshua, every one of that generation died. Now they are gone. Forty years has passed, and now Joshua has an opportunity to lead the people of Israel into the promised land. Moses has died. Uh, Joshua is set now to be affirmed, to be inaugurated, uh, to experience his own investiture that would be run by God, signifying that he was now the leader of the children of Israel. But the children of Israel had to make a decision. Would they choose to remain where they were or would they choose to do something new, something different, something that had not been done in order to receive what God had for them? For someone listening today, 
you are at a critical point in your life, uh, far more critical than people around you may think or realize. You, you have to make a decision. Uh, you, you are coming to this time when it's just natural to close the book on, on, on one year and open the book on another year, to go from the chapter of one year to, to the next chapter of the next year. And you have to decide uh, whether you want to go from nothing to something or do you want to move from something to something better or do you want to move from something better to something amazing? Really all I'm trying to tell you is uh, you, you have to decide do you want to go to the next level in your life? Do you really want to go to the next level and listen carefully, not only desire it, but are you willing to dedicate yourself and practice the discipline necessary in order to move from where you are to where God wants you to be? See, you can't move to the next level and receive new blessings from God until you're ready to embrace the newness that God has for you. This new year is giving you another opportunity. This new year is giving you another chance to embrace the new. Because God wants to do a new thing in your life. The Bible says when you are saved, you become a new creature in Christ, a new creation in Christ. And, and the children of Israel here show us and give us some idea about how to take their principles and apply them to our lives so that we can embrace the new thing, the new place that God has for us. Here's the first thing. Number one, you need to realize God is with you. You need to realize God is with you. It's real simple, but in Joshua chapter 1, beginning at verse 2, the New King James translation reads, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that, your, that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. What is more assuring than knowing God is with you? Now, I've got, you, I've got to tell you, uh, this was not the first time that God told his people that he was with them. Uh, this is not the first time that God was with them. Uh, earlier in the book of Deuteronomy and in other places, God declared that he was with them. And even to that faithless generation, God promised his presence. But the promise of his presence was not enough for many of them to commit to fulfilling God's directions for their life. See, 
when God tells Joshua, I'm with you, he's really not giving Joshua new information. He's really giving him old information so that Joshua will claim the promises of God and he can see not just in Joshua, but more importantly in the children of Israel, new behavior. Can I tell you something? God is with you. And God didn't just start being with you going into 2021. God is with you. God was with you in 2020, but, but guess what? God was with you in 2019. He was with you in 2018. Now, here's the mistake many of us make. We think because God is with us that that is going to guarantee us a journey that is marked by ease and comfort. God being with you will not guarantee you ease and comfort, but what it should do is inspire and encourage you to walk in a path of obedience because God is with you. Because God is with you. See, the text says he, he will not leave you. He will not forsake you. God is with you. That's good news going into this next year. That, that's a reminder that all of us need. And for those of you for whom this is new information, write that down somewhere. God is with me. The question is not whether or not God is with you. If you know the Lord as your Savior, the Bible says the Holy Spirit takes up residence within us. God is with you. The question is, will you obey God? Look at Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Hebrews chapter 13, beginning at verse 5. Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? There's an assurance that God says we should have in knowing that God is with us. Greed should not govern our actions or our activities. Uh, we should not worry about tomorrow when we know that God is with us today and he will never leave us nor forsake us. Here's the second thing. Not only do you need to know and realize that God is with you, but number two, you need to follow God. You need to follow God. Joshua chapter 3, beginning at verse 1 then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before the, they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Listen carefully. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. For you have not passed this way before. 
2,000 cubits is about a half mile, a little more than a half mile. God says through Joshua, I want you to follow me, follow the ark of God, follow how the priests and the Levites are bearing it and leading it, but don't get too close. Uh, don't get too close. Now, don't mistake this command. It's not a command suggesting that if they got too close, they would die. Uh, the, 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 the issuance of this command is really to say to them, you can't follow if you are too close because you can't see and you won't have enough time to adjust when I give the priests and the Levites directions as to where they're supposed to go. So I need you to make sure you're far enough back. Stay back about a half mile or so, so that way when we change directions, you can follow because you are going away you have never gone before. Lord have mercy. Somebody who's listening right now, listen to me carefully. Your intention has been to follow God. But sometimes you have moved ahead of God. And so instead of following or waiting for his direction, you saw something that looked like God, Lord Jesus, or sounded like God, and you said it must be God. You, you didn't stop to pray and try to spirit by the spirit. You didn't stop to pray to, to see if it was God who was leading and guiding. You, you didn't confirm it in his word. You just decided to move because it felt good. It felt right. <laughs> ah, and then you found yourself on another road going in another direction, and you're talking about, where's God? And God said, I didn't leave you. You were supposed to be following me. See, God is not following you. You're supposed to follow God. And I would dare say you don't ever get into anything that you and God can't handle when you follow God. And you will always find trouble when instead of following God, you decide to follow your feelings, follow your thoughts, follow what you think, and then ask God to come and help you out of what you're doing instead of following where God is leading. There's a danger of getting ahead of God. Heck, there's a danger of even getting too close to the point that you're not letting God lead you, but you think you are co-pilot. You, you ever saw that? Where it says, God is my co-pilot? No, man. You don't want God to be your co-pilot. Let God be the pilot. Let God lead you. Let God direct you. See, divine leadership and direction is of paramount importance if you are going to move from where you are to where God wants you to be. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Well, I, I think I've been following God. I think, I think I've been letting God lead me. Well, how's that working out for you? See, I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, that the only way you can fulfill your potential in God, the only way you can get to where God wants you to be and experience all that God has for you is to let God lead you. We used to sing that song some years ago, let Jesus lead you. Let Jesus lead you all the way, all the way from earth to glory. Let Jesus lead you. 
all the way. He's a mighty good leader. <laughs> He's a mighty good leader. Let Jesus lead you all the way. He led my mother. Come on, there's a track record there. He, he led my mother. He led my father. He led my grandparents. He led my great-grandparents. And, and the testimony is, based on his track record of leadership in the past, let him lead you in your present and into your future. Somebody ought to hear me today. Man, put some shouts in that chat box right now. Let somebody know that you know he is a mighty good leader. And my God, you need to let him lead you out of 2020 and into 2021. Let him lead you. Let him lead you. See, I, I love that line that you are going in a way that you have never gone before. That's a powerful concept. But because basically, here's what the writer is saying. Uh, life, in essence, will always lead you in an unfamiliar path because it's a path you've never been on before. So if you are moving forward in an unfamiliar path, then the question is, how are you going to get where God wants you to be if you are leading yourself in the unfamiliar? Can I tell you something? One of the reasons we have neophobia, one of the reasons we have a fear of something new is because we get comfortable with the old. We become uh, comfortable and complacent in our codependency because this is the way it has been and we have adjusted to living with the way things are and the way things have been that we don't know how to embrace the new things that God has for us. We will hold on tight to a known painful past instead of releasing it to grab hold of the possibility of a new future with God. And there's somebody, God is saying, you know what? This pandemic is not the worst of your problems. Your failure to follow me is the worst of your problems. Let me share with you this last thing, and then I'm going to let you go. If you're going to go a new direction in this new year, number three, you must be willing to go where you've never gone before to get where God wants you to be. I've already stated it, but let me restate it for somebody. You must be willing to go where you've never gone before to get where God wants you to be. The B part of verse 4, you have never passed this way before. You have not passed this way before. Uh, Joshua, by virtue of God's promise to be with him as he was with Moses, was encouraged to trust God. Uh, Joshua knew that that previous generation died in the wilderness. And here's what Joshua knew. Joshua knew they had the same promises. They had the same God. But the problem was they didn't trust God's promise. Lord Jesus, I need to put a quarter in the meter and park right there for a second. Listen to me carefully. They had the same promise. They served the same God but they didn't trust the promises 
that God had given to them. And that's why they died in the wilderness. That's why they said, yeah, everything that God said is true, but there are giants in the land and we are like grasshoppers in their sight. You remember Joshua and Caleb came back and they said, yeah, they're giants in the land, but we are more than able. And the Bible says those 10 dissenting voices and those who would follow them would die in the wilderness. Here's my point. God has not changed. The question is, will your trust in him change? God has not changed. The question is, will your obedience in 2021, will that change? Will you stay where you are or will you embrace the new possibilities and opportunities waiting for you to claim? Are you willing to trust God so you can go where you've never gone and see what you have never seen and do what you have never do, done? Are you willing to trust God? See, God can change where you go, what you see, and what you do if you're willing to trust him. The failure is never in God. The failure is in you and the failure is in me. And so here's the challenge. Are you willing to do what you've never done so you can get what you've never gotten? And if you have done it for a moment, are you willing to sustain your obedience Oh, Lord, boy, I, I mean, I could talk right now just about the blessing of sustained obedience. Lord, have mercy. The children of Israel, I got to help somebody tonight. Listen, the children of Israel, they, they could show you through their history the cycle of obedience and disobedience. When they were obedient, the blessings of God came, and when the blessings of God came over time, they would become negligent, and they would reject the, 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 the premises of God, they would reject the, the precepts of God and they would become disobedient and then God would have to chastise them and many times God would use their enemies to chastise them, to take them to the lowest point and it was at the lowest point that they would repent and they would seek God and then God would restore them and they would be blessed, blessed by God again only to repeat the cycle all over again. My God! God, somebody tonight, hear me. You need to recognize the importance of sustained obedience. Hear God saying to you, if you want this year to be different, give me sustained obedience. Sustained obedience will result in sustained blessings. Fear will rob you of faith. And faith must be planted as a seed in the soil of courage, but it must be watered by the act of obedience. Today I want to challenge you as we go into this year to choose a different path. Choose a new direction, a direction you've never gone before. But God says with him, all things are possible. 
The question is, are you willing to do your part? Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. And I pray now that everything that has been said and done has been pleasing in your sight and that you will be glorified in the midst of it all. Have your way now. It's in Jesus' name. We love you and we thank you. Help us to walk in a new direction this year. Not just in the claiming and the acquiring of stuff, but even more importantly, in becoming the person you want us to be. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, thank you so much for being with us. I, I want to wish you a happy, happy new year. Um, I pray that you see this new year as an opportunity to experience the new things that God has for you. Uh, count it down at midnight and, and see the new year in. Uh, or, man, just do like my grandparents used to do. <laughs> my grandparents used to go to bed. It got to a time, you know, I remember growing up, they would stay up and they'd watch Guy Lombardo play with his orchestra from the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. That was the, the, the place that the new year would be uh, celebrated. It wasn't the first place that the new year came in in the world. Uh, it, it really wasn't even the first place that it came in in terms of U.S. territories, but that's the first place it came in on the continental United States, Eastern Time. And I remember them staying up, man, and we would celebrate New Year's. And then it got to the point as they got older, they would go to bed and I would say, you're not going to stay up and celebrate New Year's? They said, boop, if I wake up in the morning and I'm in the New Year, praise God. And if not, praise God anyway. I'm going to go to bed. If it's the New Year, I'll get up and see it. That's what God wants me to see. And so uh, I understand that feeling as well. But whatever it is, man, I pray that uh, this, this New Year will bless you in a powerful, powerful way. Uh, I, I want to pray prayer of salvation right now because I, I'm feeling led. Uh, somebody who is watching, uh, I, I could send you to our website. I could send you to our app, uh, but you are with me right now. And I want to take this opportunity to lead you in what some call the sinner's prayer. Others call the prayer of salvation uh, because I want you to go into the new year knowing that you are saved knowing that your relationship with the Lord is right. You'll continue to work on the fellowship, but I want you to establish the right relationship with God. Let's go to God in prayer and, and pray with me. Repeat this prayer after me, if you will. Uh, because as we go out of this year, 2020, we go into 2021. I, I want you to know beyond any shadow of a doubt that your relationship with God is real and that it's right. Let's go to God in prayer. Uh, Father, we, we thank you and, and bless you for our, our brother and sister. And, and I'm praying now as I lead them in this prayer, that this prayer would be real and right in your sight. Repeat after me. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I want to turn away from my sinful life and live the life you have planned for me. Forgive me of my sins 
cleanse me of my past and make me new. I believe your son, Jesus Christ, died for me. I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. At this moment, I accept, confess, and proclaim Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I want him to live in my heart from this day forward. Thank you, Lord, for your grace that has saved me and given me eternal life. Guide me by your Holy Spirit. I ask in Jesus' name, amen. My brothers and sisters, if you prayed that prayer, I believe by faith that you are saved. Are you perfect? No, you're going to work on it. You're going to have some stumbles. You're going to have some ups and downs. But I believe the power of God lives inside of you. And we would love to help you here at the Good Hope Church in your initial steps of faith. If you would go to our website and click on the link, I, I just accepted Christ. Now what? I just accepted Christ. Now what? Uh, there are five steps that we have laid out that can help you to begin your walk with the Lord. Uh, one of those steps is to encourage you to find a Bible teaching, Bible believing, Bible practicing church. And I would love to offer to you today the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church. There are people who are joining from all over the country, people who are watching all over the world who are uniting with us and allowing us to help facilitate their discipleship. And I would love for you to become part of that number. So you can become a member of our church. Go to the appropriate link. I want to become a member of the church. And you can click on that link and register. And we would love to get information to you wherever you are in the world to help facilitate your discipleship. And I know some of you are thinking, well, wait a minute, I don't live in Houston. Listen, you don't have to live in Houston. You don't have to live in the state of Texas. Man, we got that covered. We just want to help you become all that God wants you to be. I want to say to the family of hope, I love you. Thank God for you. And I'm praying that God will continue uh, to bless us uh, through the use of technology to continue to facilitate your discipleship. And as we're waiting for vaccines to be distributed and waiting to see the results, uh, when will we get back in the church? I really don't know. It's going to be a minute, uh, but we continue to walk with God. Uh, we continue to trust God and we continue to believe God. And we, we're thankful. Amen. I'm thankful that he's an online God. I'm thankful that we have this technology and we're able to still uh, come into your homes with the word and worship of God. All right. Don't forget, God is doing something wonderful in you. And listen, let God do something great and wonderful as you move into 2021. You're going to have to make some changes because if you want something different, you're going to have to do something different. But let's continue to trust God. And let's believe that God can do what no other power can do. All right. Till next year. <laughs> God bless you. That's my word.